I think it's pretty natural when you're working on organizing your life to want the people you love to also get organized, especially your kids. Welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and right now we have a phenomenal opportunity for you to get organized. How would you like to be in on a live Get Organized Bootcamp where you can work shoulder to shoulder with me, my team, and the members of my Life Organized membership to learn the three core routines of an organized life? If you're ready to get rid of the clutter, stay on top of your life, and have a lot more time and energy, the Get Organized Bootcamp is what you've been waiting for. Starting September 11th, I'll meet you live on Facebook each morning at 9 a.m. Mountain Time to answer your questions and cheer you on, as each day you'll receive a short 10-minute training to help you implement one of the three core routines. And as a bonus, you'll get free access to a live Clutter Busters experience as well as the group Q&A call later in the month. This is the chance of a lifetime to get this kind of support, and you'll just love the results you'll see in your home and in your life. Learn more about the Get Organized Bootcamp from the link in the show notes, or go to lifeorganizedpodcast.com slash bootcamp to register. And now, let's jump into today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about one of the most requested topics I get as a coach, and that is how to get your family and particularly your kids to be more on board with being organized. If you're a parent, I bet you're eager to hear what I have to say because everyone wants to see their kids contribute and be more responsible and proactive and just take more ownership over their life and learn those good habits. And I think also every parent wants to feel less resentful about the imbalance between the amount of messes kids make and the amount they clean up. So I think this is going to be a really good conversation. And just for a little bit of background, the inspiration for this particular episode came in a really subtle moment for me a few days ago. So I was in the car driving to the junior high. It was a warm, sunny afternoon just after three o'clock. And my youngest daughter called me to see if I was almost there to pick them up. Now, this particular daughter of mine is pretty on top of things. She's actually really the only one in our family who naturally runs on time. And she has really good executive functioning skills. She's really capable and reliable with her homework and chores around the house and her other responsibilities. So what she was about to say didn't really surprise me. When she asked why I wasn't there already, I said, well, I purposely come a little later so the traffic clears out and it's easier for you to see me and I can find a place to park. And I think that sounds pretty logical. That's what I've been telling myself about carpool for years. But that girl came back right at me with a suggestion. (laughs) She said, well, why don't you just come 10 minutes early so you can be in the front where you can get a good parking spot and we can see you. You can just bring your laptop and work while you wait so you don't waste your time. Well, like mic drop, (laughs) this was my 12-year-old daughter. I've had four other 12-year-olds, and I can tell you nothing like that has ever come out of any of their mouths. She just can see how to be efficient, and she can see those solutions, and I love it. And actually, the truth about it is that I couldn't really argue with what she was saying. She was making a really good point. So ultimately, I'll spare you some of the details, but I decided I would follow that recommendation and start being one of the quote-unquote early parents. 
But I want to talk about why. And this is the whole point of sharing this story with you. I decided I would start leaving my house at 2.45 every day instead of 3 o'clock, not so much out of the desire to be the first one in line to pick up the kids, but out of an opportunity that I could see to create the kind of family culture I want my kids to grow up in. So just hang with me here. Being one of the parents that arrives a little later for pickup, one of the quote-unquote later parents, it's not that terrible of a thing because really the kids aren't waiting for more than just a few minutes. And that's not really a top concern of mine, whether we're an early parent or a late parent. But when I thought about it a little more broadly, I considered the fact that I was sending a message to my daughter when I was one of the later parents. It really is not so much about whether the kids get in my car at 3.02 or 3.09. It was more about the culture and the identity and the reputation that my daughter would accept as normal. I was one of the moms who came late. And yes, there are worse things, but for whatever reason at this moment, I asked myself, is this a pattern I want my daughter to be learning? Do I want her to grow up in a family that picks up carpools late and have her think that's what she's going to do when she's a mom. She's going to be a late carpool mom. Because despite that natural aptitude she has for being on time, if being late was the norm for us, when she's the mom driving the carpool, she'll probably be a late mom too. So just for clarification, if I have to pick my battles about our family culture, this little weakness is not at the top of the list, but it did get me thinking about how so many seemingly inconsequential everyday decisions I make, how they add up and eventually create a culture that my family accepts as normal. So it just kind of makes you stop and think about what kind of a culture you are creating, doesn't it? I know it has for me. On lovetoknow.com, writer Michelle Moline wrote, Family culture influences the way each family member thinks, feels, and acts on a daily basis. Your family culture influences things like your moral compass, beliefs, values, and traditions. From big life choices and actions to small details, family culture is important because it's a big part of what makes you, you. And I bet you have experienced this. I mean, I want you to think about how much of the way you parent and run a home reflects the family culture you grew up in. So, for example, did your families always make it a point to be on time? Or was having family dinner together a regular thing? Or just even simple things, if you think about, did your mom make you a lunch? Did she help you with your homework? Did she expect you to do chores? Or was she more hands-off? And did you learn to do those kind of things on your own more independently? Did your parents yell? Were cluttered counters a norm? I mean, think of all the things that you grew up with and experienced is probably a lot of the same thing that you recreate in your own home without even thinking about it. Now, I know that's not true across the board, but I would bet that the majority of the way that we conduct our lives right now comes from what we accepted as normal from our family culture. Whatever seemed normal to you growing up is probably pretty similar to the way that you parent and manage your home now. So just like we soaked up our family culture like a sponge, our kids are doing the same thing. Kids are watching us. They're learning from us. And we teach our kids what's important by what we prioritize. 
and really the way we talk about it and the habits we create. And because we're their parent, they accept it without even thinking for the most part. What is that saying about how a fish doesn't realize it's swimming in water because it's all they know? I think that's a really good metaphor for how it is with our family culture and our kids. What they experience in our home is the only normal they know. And in many ways, that's what they're going to turn around and imitate. And I think that's pretty impactful. So I think this is a good time to think about what your kids are learning in your family culture. And if being organized is something you want them to learn, consider that probably the most impactful, powerful way that you can teach them is by modeling it to them and creating that culture and setting those standards and showing them the habits that you rely on. That's where you're going to have your biggest impact. I mean, not to put any more pressure on you than you already feel. I know it's awful how much moms don't feel like they're measuring up, and I don't want to do that in this episode. I don't want you to feel guilty for not being able to do it all. So let's not go there today. We can do an episode on guilt and comparison another day because that's another important conversation. But for today, let's just shift that part to the back burner Because even though that can be a hard part of parenting, we don't want to lose track of the most likely way your kids are going to become organized people, and that is by watching you. So I love this conversation because it brings us back to one of my most favorite points, and that is why investing in yourself matters. It's not just your life that you're improving when you learn new skills and set goals and get more organized. It's kind of like a buy one, get three or four, or however many kids you have free, because your kids have a front row seat in that ripple effect of what you do in your life. They can't help but absorb what you're doing, kind of like osmosis. So here's what I want to do. To wrap up this episode, I want to give you some really easy ways that you can ensure that living an organized life is a natural part of your family culture so it becomes something your kids begin doing naturally. Because we can try to tell them and teach them all of the things we want to, but the most natural way for them to be organized people is for them to experience what organization feels like inside our home. So let's talk about that today. And then we're going to carry this topic over to the next episode, where I do want to give you some actionable things you can teach your kids, because I know that's what you were hoping for when you started listening to this episode. I know we want to have something specific that we can do We just needed to set the stage a little bit. I wanted to help you see where the real power comes from. And if we can establish this foundation, this family culture, then it's going to be much easier for our kids to listen to the things that we're trying to tell them. Okay, so what I want you to think about is today's episode is about you and what you can do. And then next time it will be more about what they can do. Okay, does that sound good? Okay, so to create an organized culture in your home, I have a few specific suggestions that you can do. And the first one is to speak positively about organizing. Now, I know it's really easy to get negative. I know sometimes it's frustrating. I know sometimes you feel like a fail. I know things don't work out. And when that happens, it's really easy to express that 
And it's okay to feel that way, but I want you to be careful, have a little bit of a filter in front of your kids, again, because they are listening. So as you're talking about organization, make sure that what they hear from you is how grateful you are for it, about all of the good things it does for you. We want to make it a point to talk really confidently about organizing. So, you know, comment about the progress you're making. Talk about how much cleaner the house is because, you know, you're following home base or how much more on top of communication and actions and things you are because you're keeping a better to-do list and how grateful you are for that. But if we can point those things out and make sure that when we talk about getting organized, we really refrain from, I am so disorganized. I am a hot mess. I know we say that tongue in cheek, but our kids don't always pick up on that. And, you know, they say there's a little truth in every jest. Sometimes it really feels that way, and I get that. But I want to invite you to become more aware of that and catch yourself when you start saying something negative and just don't say anything at all. And then turn it around and make sure you say the positive thing when something positive happens that's associated with organizing. So that's the first one I want you to remember. Speak positively about organizing. That the second thing is make a big deal out of the benefits. When you have an organizing win, include everyone in that celebration. So, for example, when you sit down to dinner with the family, make sure your kids know that if it wasn't for looking ahead at your schedule, you wouldn't have known to maybe put dinner in the crock pot that day. And without organization, there would have been no dinner. You see the message that you're sending? You're not telling your kids directly what they need to do, but you're helping them experience the benefit, and that registers somewhere in their subconscious. All right, so maybe when the soccer jersey is clean, right when they need it in time for the game, say out loud, good job me for having a regular laundry day so my kids don't have to dig through dirty clothes and wear a stinky jersey to soccer. So they're listening to that. It's going to register somewhere and they'll be forming unconscious decisions about how they are going to manage a home in the same way they will identify with that. Okay, so that's the second thing. Make a big deal out of the benefits. The third thing, I think it's great to just vocalize why you're doing what you're doing. So for example, you can say, I have noticed as you're doing the dishes or picking up home base, I have noticed that I feel so much better when home base is cleaned up. So I make sure that every day after you leave for school, it's the first thing I do. Or maybe you've gotten on top of your laundry since you've been listening to the podcast. Maybe you've really nailed that routine. And you can say something like, I always make sure I fold the laundry and put it away after washing it because I love that feeling when it's all done. Those statements really make a big difference. I remember my mom specifically saying how much she loved getting her bed made every morning. And that is something that all of her daughters have emulated, my sisters and me, as we have begun managing our own homes. So we want our kids to connect the dots between that effort and that reward. So make sure they see that the reward is so much greater than the effort. Okay, the last thing I want to say that I think is really important is to show up and stay organized even when you don't want to. Your consistency is really what will create that influence and make such a difference for them. A culture is not created overnight, and it's only going to come from whatever happens most consistently. 
So of course, we don't consistently organize only because of the kids. We do it for ourselves most of all. But if there's a time when you don't feel like showing up and following through, it doesn't hurt to sprinkle in a little reminder that your kids are watching and learning from you and you're creating this organized culture. So stick to the plan. So for me personally, cleaning is my least favorite task at my house. And I'm sure my kids can tell, but they see me do it every week regardless. And guess what? They don't really love their Saturday cleaning jobs either, but I lead the way by doing it anyway. And every week, all the cleaning gets done both by myself and by the kids. I love the quote, kids will follow your example, not your advice. And I think that's really true as you show up and just are consistent and keep that organized feel in your home. So the bottom line, kids are picking up much more than you realize. They are detecting your attitude. They're watching your habit. And maybe it's not conscious, but somehow it is going inside them and formulating how they are going to manage their own lives. So if you want your kids to be more organized, create that culture of organization in your home. Another quote I really love comes from Stephen Covey, and he says, With people, fast is slow, and slow is fast. And I know it's so hard because we want fast results with our kids. Once we start to experience what it feels like to be organized, we want them to experience it too. And it's tempting to want to turn these kids into little robots and make them be organized and clean their room and help with the dishes and stay on top of their homework and all of the things. But if you really want your kids to experience the power of organization, we have to make it palatable to them. We have to make it look appealing. If we force it down their throats, if we demand it or threaten them or even manipulate them, I know we have good intentions, but remember with teaching kids to be organized, fast is slow and slow is fast. So just know that the lion's share of their attitude about organizing and how hard or easy it will be for them depends a lot on what they see from you. A fish doesn't realize it's swimming in water like we talked about, and your kids won't know how to manage the clutter. Or on the other end of the spectrum, your kids won't think organizing is that hard if that is the environment they grow up in. So that's it for today. Your so what moment is just to remember what can you do to help create that culture. And let's just review, speak positively about organizing in general. When something great happens, make a big deal out of the benefits. Tell them why you're doing what you're doing. So as you do things, vocalize that and then just show up. Be consistent in your example. So if any one of those stands out more than the others, just focus on that one and just know that with each word you say, with each action you take, you're contributing to this culture that's going to shape your family. So that's what we can do. Join me next week, though, because there's another dimension to this topic. After setting the stage for your success with the things that you can do, you can teach them a few simple happy gal tools to make organizing easy, fun, and worth the effort. And I love it because these tools really are adaptable to kids and can really benefit them in their lives. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll talk a little bit more about how you can help your kids get organized. 